0: What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co host, Mike DeVito, here with Tucker Franklin, and we are bringing you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Tucker, you played, right?
1: Yeah, I played played offensive line. So it's
0: coming, and you're coaching, you know the game. I coach, yeah. So we'll get into why Jeff's not here in a second. Before we do, though, our sponsor, Cookie Society Cookies, you got to check them out. It's Christmas time. You can't get a better deal on, on fantastic cookies, merchandise, candles for gifts, or just to have around for the holidays to be eating and snacking on. That's what I'm oh. doing. Uh, they have all so kinds good. of stuff. There's a peppermint snap cookie. I think that's the name of. It. There's a. They have so many different varieties. You got to. I know my cookies. Check out cookies.com, <laughs> especially for the holidays. There's there's no better time to have it. Thank you to our sponsors. Tucker,
1: what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right, uh, Mike. It's been been quite a week. It seemed like it was forever before the Chiefs played, and we've and then it got pushed back. It got the flexed, you know, into the night game, and those are always tough. Um yeah. you, I'm young. I'm 23, and I still don't like staying up late for those for those seven twenty kickoffs. Um, but it's just like not very fun. Once we get done with the post game show and everything, it's already like close to midnight. So I'm like, man, I gotta get up and go to work the next day. Mm. Um, so it's it's one of those things. I'm just glad that the Chiefs are back and playing.
0: Yes. No, I feel you. And having three kids and, and homeschooling <laughs> and being 37, uh, I'm with you, man. It is a struggle. Uh, but it's always great to watch the Chiefs win. We're going to get into all of that. But first, uh, as you know, and we said, Jeff Allen is not here today. Um, uh, some tough news. Jeff's friend, uh, former teammate and former NFL veteran Glenn Fo- Foster passed away. Um, I believe it was. Was it today? tucker everything yeah. mm-hmm. I, I believe it was today 31 years old uh leaves behind a wife and four kids and uh, from what jeff is telling me just an amazing person an amazing dad um a business owner and 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 jeff was just uh uh really broken up about this so obviously praying for glenn fosters and his family um as they go through this difficult time and playing praying hard for jeff as well um just a awful, difficult situation. So, uh, Jeff is is obviously off today, and we're thinking, thinking and praying for him uh, and everybody involved. So, Tucker. With that said, we are moving on to some better news, and that's Kansas City winning their fifth straight game in a row. Yeah. Uh, against a Denver team at home, hate Denver, love beating them in Arrowhead. I mean, just everything. I mean, we talked about how it's a late-night game and difficult to stay up and watch a late-night game. But if you're going to stay up and do it, boy, it's great to watch the Chiefs beat Denver in Arrowhead. Uh, Fun, fun times, and we're rolling, baby. We're rolling, and we're rolling Mm -hmm. in a really important time of year, right? And I think Jeff and I talked about this earlier in the season and uh, that was, you know, when you're going through the ups and downs and the bumps, you're trying to figure out who you are and get the swagger and get the momentum going and all that stuff. Um, I've been on teams that have had that at the beginning of the season, and I've been on teams that have dealt with that mid-towards the end of the season. And right. um, it's much better to deal with it at the beginning because when you're going into the playoffs, baby, you better be hitting at 100 miles an hour. You know what's a good contrast, I think, Tucker, to this team is the 2013 team when andy reid first mm. got there uh we won nine in a row to start the season out and then went through that sort of bumps and bruises and you know difficult trying to figure out what's going on and got shaken a little bit you know And we get in and have that awful loss to the colts uh in the playoffs and so you generally don't see that happen with a team that hits its stride later in the season right and that's exactly what right. we're seeing now especially on defense And we have no reason to worry about the offense, given everybody that's over there. Um, So I'm blabbing on. Tucker, talk to me. Did you see anything? I mean, just all good stuff. And I know you guys broke it down already, but any notes or anything you
1: want to talk about? Yeah, I know we've talked about it for weeks, but the 180 this defense has made is absolutely incredible. Another week where they allow under 20 points. They only allowed nine points to this Broncos team. Now, it's not the most fierce offense that they're going to face all season. But still... Allowing uh, in the NFL, if you force a team to score under ten points, that's insane. You know, we see the Patriots' defense forcing teams to be shut out. That's incredible. Right. Um. That doesn't happen very often, and and the defense is really ramping up at the right time. Uh. I I think that really it was it was a good sign for them, and and a lot of those yards and some of the numbers that you'll see come out is from that one really long drive Denver had towards the end of the half, and then they had some garbage time yardage. There's a lot of it. what's going to come up and people are going to be like, Oh, this point to this point to that. But Dan Sorensen stepped up, had a pick six uh, combined with Ben Neiman, two of the guys that have been catching a lot of heat on social media, coming up and making a big play. Uh, Craig Stout's been charting those guys and, Ever since week six, those guys once are on the field, the Chiefs are their best on defense, which is kind right. of interesting. It seems like a little bit of a flip of what people think the narrative that was out there, but it's it's been really good to see those guys improve and step up. And the Chiefs' defense is really good when those two guys can step up and can play well. and And I think the biggest concern right now is that offense. But as right. you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, you know, Eric Bieniemy. We saw Patrick Mahomes and Eric B&M kind of go at it on the sideline um, a little bit, kind of uh, loudly express their opinions. I think is what a Craig Stout put it as towards each other. But maybe that's something that can kind of get them going in the right, in the right way. But Mike, I'm curious to what you kind of see from this offense. Is it seems to kind of fall flat after those first 15 scripted plays, and even out of halftime, it seems like they have a plan, but then after that, it just kind of fizzles out. Yeah, I I'm kind of at a loss a little bit for what's
0: going on there. Um, I wanted to ask Jeff about the 15 plays yeah. and that's something I'll bring up with him next week when he comes on, because uh, one of the reporters brought it up in Andy Reed's press conference. And uh, it seems to me to be all, all season. The scripted stuff is like fire lights out, hitting everything just down the field. Boom, boom, boom. And, and I mean, it's, if you're going to have, that's a, you got to start fast in the NFL, right? I know as a defensive player, you know this happened to me with Tom Brady all the time. You get on the field and he starts striking quick, and all of a sudden they're down for a score. And you think, "Here we go. This is the way the day is going to play." I mean, it's just—it's mentally just—you know—it's a shock, and it—it's yeah. uh, so it's good to have it there. I don't—I don't know. I, you know, you he he Andy Reid brought up Tyree Kill because you saw the drop pass uh, for the interception. And he talked about, and I this is another thing I wanted to talk to Jeff about, and maybe you could fill me in. But he talked about how with receivers, sometimes that position, sometimes that position can be like um he, he compared it to either a golfer or a batter in baseball, where you get into these funks where it's almost like yeah. just a mental thing with catching the football. And he said that's where he thinks Tyreek Hill is at, uh, you know, right now, just sort of in a mental fog where He's just in a slump you know he's in a batter's slump and uh you know so there's there's a lot of different things it's not just that but that's one of those things you know Tyree catches those balls and it's a much different deal so yeah um I've never I've never heard of that that there was an interesting way to compare it to to that sort of to that mental aspect of it mm-hmm. and that makes me not as nervous about it because that's something you can get fixed right that's something that's on right. you um, uh, that, that Tyree can get fixed. He's a veteran. He's been through it. Uh, he's got a lot of guys around them that, that have been through it. So I know he'll get that right. Um, but yeah, no, it just, you know, we've been treated to such a high level with Mahomes and the chiefs <laughs> since, right. you know, since he started. And, and I think that that's, you know, that's a, it's a good problem to have right when you're not when I when I see a 22-9 to nine victory and you go on Twitter and everybody's mad as hell because we didn't beat them by 500 points, that's a good problem to have, right? And it seems like that's the criticisms right. we've been coming up with. You know, you had these losses at the beginning of the season minus one outlier where things were really close. We had some bad fumbles and stuff like that. Uh, uh, and then they they get things right, but the offense still isn't clicking and we're winning by one touchdown, two touchdowns. And it's just funny to see, like, you know, five in a row now, and we're all still like, well, come on, guys, where's the where's the 50-point games? Where's the, right. you know, where's these absolute blowouts? And, and I get it because that's what we've been treated to for so long. But I think we do have to take it as a W. Uh, they're so hard to get in this league. And to have five in a row on the right track at the perfect time of year like we talked about, I think you really have to say, okay, I get it. There's still some things need to be worked out on offense. Um, still recovering maybe some from some of that stuff at the beginning of the season when they were trying mm-hmm. to do too much. Because we saw this offense at the beginning of the season fi- firing like that. Like yeah. the normal sort of Mahomes, Andy Reid, Chiefs offense. So nothing's changed. That's still there. I think, again, I think it. I think the Tyreek Hill sort of is an individual case that encapsulates everything that's going on where on offense where it's really just a mental battle right now. It's just about getting that swagger – And confidence and all this having fun, right? You see, the defense has that now. They're having fun, they're dancing, they're playing hard, uh, they're making great hits, they're bringing the emotion, they're changing the tides of the game. Uh, and at the perfect time, the offense can get that, they can get it back. I've seen it happen before, I've seen it happen a million times in the NFL. Um, and so they're they're winning games (laughs) now. We'll get you know, now they just need to get over that hump to start, you know play in that offensive football that we're used to seeing, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, so back long winded way to get back to your question. I'm not exactly sure. I think I, I, I hate to say it again and again, cause I think, you know, people are getting sick of it, but I, I really think it's just a mental thing that they need to overcome. Mm-hmm.
1: And the last time they were kind of in a, in a little bit of a slump, they faced the Raiders, had a 40-point game against them. They get the Raiders coming up again, now coming to Arrowhead. And I think that's going to be kind of a big a big emphasis. We'll see if Gus Bradley changes his defense up at all. We, we know that he likes to run with the – with a different kind of defense that teams have been running against the chiefs. But, but I, I think that this is kind of a game where Patrick Mahomes and Tyree kill and, and Travis Kelsey always eats against the Raiders and we'll see him kind of get these guys back on track. But, but to your point about the mental side of the game, man, I think that's just such an overlooked aspect of football. Just in general is the right. mental side of it. I mean, you think about Tyree kill didn't have any issue dropping balls before this season, right? You, he was one of the most sure-handed wide receivers in the league. And now he, I don't, I don't know the numbers, but he's up towards the top of the league and drops. Uh, right. And I think that that's just something that's so uncommon. Same thing with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's getting beat up this year. That dude's right. getting halo coverage, is what Andy Reed likes to call it, where they basically just halo him around the scrimmage and, and they're latching onto him, making sure that that's not the guy that beats him. Uh, right. but, but I think that there's just a lot of things they got to get right against this Raiders team on, on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and you got to be careful too. I, I know the Raiders are on a, you know, they've had, a, you know, as much as I hate the Raiders um obviously they've had an incredibly difficult trying season and so they read us they really seem to be in a free fall but i will say this whenever you're playing a team twice in a season uh i don't remember what the statistics are but it's it's hard to win two it, it is really hard to win yeah. two it's especially hard to win three if you play end up playing a team again in the playoffs but i remember you know especially when we played new england miami buffalo when i was in when i was in with the jets or Denver, Oakland, um, you know, whenever you're playing teams within the AFC West, and you have to play them twice for whatever reason, it's just it's just hard. It's more time for teams yeah. to game plan. It's more time for teams to think. Obviously, there's that rivalry aspect built into it, and so you can Even though Oakland is on a free fall, I wouldn't sleep on them. You know, because this is this is an opportunity. This is their Super Bowl. I mean, I don't think they're out of playoff contention. Uh, but they're looking at this game like, right. hey, this is this could be our get back on track game. And as Kansas City, you don't want that. Now, I have ne- i don't know if I've ever seen. Well, I don't want to jinx it. But I know Andy Reid. I know that team. They'll they'll be ready to go. Um, and so but. Got to be focused, got to be coming out, can't overlook anybody. Before we move on, Tucker, let's talk about our sponsor, Tickets for Less. If you're looking to score an unbeatable deal on Chiefs tickets, you've got to check out my friends at Tickets for Less because they have got you covered. Locally owned for more than 17 years, TicketsforLess.com has the best selection of Chiefs tickets for every game, all without the outrageous taxes or per-ticket service fees you find on other sites. Plus, you can use our exclusive KCSN promo code, from Tickets for Less to see even more. That's code KCSN21 at checkout to save big on any Chiefs order at ticketsforless.com, KCSN21. So, Tucker, um, another thing that I heard in the press comments with Andy Reid, and he didn't realize this and I hadn't realized this, but this statistics is is crazy. Since Andy Reid has been in Kansas City in 2013, every year – they've had five win stretches within a season where they've won five Mm -hmm. games in a row. It is so hard to win five games in a row. And every season, Andy Reid's been in Kansas city. He's had at least one stretch where he's run five in a row. Um, And it, you know, I keep going back to his systematic approach to football. Um, And, and I, I really think you have to point to that and say, this has got to be a real – this is a real factor in why this is the case. Because everything is always the same in Kansas City. Practices are the same. Uh, the way that the schedule is the same. There's no changes. The attitude is the same, whether you're winning or losing or whatever. Attitude is the same. Uh, I mean, it, just across the board, there's an approach, there's a philosophy in place, and he doesn't deviate from it. And that's what builds consistency. That's what gets you out of these holes when things are going well. And that's what allows you to string together. How many years is this now for coach Reed? Eight years, nine, eight. Yeah. Eight, eight years, uh-huh. eight years with five win stretches. You know, and the only year he didn't go to the playoffs was 2014. Right. When the whole team got hurt. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just incredible. And so, uh, yeah, I just was, I was blown away by that. I mean, what, what a really cool statistic. And he's, He's just an amazing coach. He's an amazing coach. Um, So, so yeah, that was one. That was another thing I got out of that uh, that presser. I I really going back to the defense. There were a couple things I wanted to hit on that you talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things was the I think it was a twenty play drive that they did that Denver had that they didn't end up scoring on. So anybody who's listened to this podcast towards training camp knows that we talked about the long drive periods. And this kind of goes, this plays into the point that I was just making with Andy Reid. Um, You talk about the long drive periods where Coach Reid every day at the end of practice will have an 18 to 20 play drive where there's no timeouts, there's no break, the one offense, one defense, and there you're going. And all the plays are scripted, right? And you just move, you know, he moves the ball five, six yards every play. And so it gets every, especially on defense, everybody used to play in that long field. Uh, Because you can, you know, it can be great when it's three and out, three and out, interception, three and out, maybe it's, you know, two, maybe you got a a first down. So it's, you know, five or six plays and done. But it's every once in a while you're going to come across a situation where you got these really long drives and you got to be able to dig deep into the tank to prepare for it. And Bob Sutton used to always say this he used to always say, listen, they're not in until they're in. And it's such Mm -hmm. a simple thing but it's it really was a mental like yeah all right let's go you know they aren't in continue to focus to continue hone in and so you have the combination of that where it's like a team that recognizes if they're on the field they have a chance to prevent points combined with the fact that they've been there right this 20 play right. tribe that they had against Denver is not something new to Kansas City Chiefs defense they're used to this every day in training camp they're used to there I had never done that uh, before I came to Kansas City, and I think there are a lot of a lot of teams don't do that, uh, but with Andy Reid, it is a staple, and that's why twenty play drive and no points. So that yeah. just means your offense is tired. That's what that means, and demoralized because they just went twenty plays and got nothing out of it. Um, so that goes back into my original point about you know right. Andy Reid's system. There's just so many elements that are set up for a reason, and it sucks when you're in training camp and it's ninety degrees. <laughs> and you're on day you're on day 12 and you're like do we really need to do another freaking long drive period but when you know here's where it pays off here's where right. that investment pays off right
1: now and that ultimately flipped the game i think because i think it was 10 to 3 or 13 to 3 at that point They those points just before the half and it's it's either a tie game or a three-point game especially if they score a touchdown so you you really ch- turn the tide of the game i think the the Chiefs elected to be a little bit more conservative going into the half. Andy Reid kind of talked about that. Thought that was a little bit of an interesting decision from him, not trying to score some points and kind of double up there. Um, but nevertheless, I, I think it, if you look at Andy Reid's tenure in Kansas City, he took over a team that was two and fourteen the year before, mm. um, and, and I think that that's one of the things that isn't talked about a whole lot is is the team he he had going into going into uh, his career in Kansas City was two and fourteen. Um, mm. And then he comes in and he he's made the playoffs every year except one year, um, right. and, and I think that it's it's absolutely incredible to see what Andy Reid has done in Kansas City and just a just an incredible coach overall in the sport of football. I know he's looked up, looked up to by tons of guys, tons of players and coaches and his, his coaching tree is quite expansive. I mean, you think yeah. of Ron Rivera, John Harbaugh, uh, Sean McDermott up in, and you got, you got contenders that have had Andy Reed that are Andy Reed assistant, assistant coaches. Right. So um, they're learning from the best there. And, and I think that that's, it's, it's great to see it happen in Kansas city. Right. I think that's what makes it so great as it's happening in Kansas city, but Mike, there's a big kind of month here. If you look at these, this last three game stretch, he had the Broncos last week. You got the Raiders, then you have the Chargers on Thursday night. This is a divisional stretch right here, kind of. Uh, they're they're going to have, I think, four divisional games in, in six games. Mm. So this last little stretch here through December, and I believe maybe at the very beginning of January, um, that they have for this regular season, It's going to be pretty important in terms of just the playoff picture and and the division as a whole. As a player, did you like having those those stacked divisional games that help you get into a groove at all, or did you kind of like them spread out a little bit more? Yeah, I like them spread out. I like them so. I remember the NFL changed
0: the scheduling to put um, conference games towards the end, division games towards the end of uh, team season, so that because I can't tell you how many years. You know there were a few years when i was with the jets where we had a winning record and we didn't play our starters because we knew we were going to make it in the playoffs so you could take a break towards the end mm. there's at least one year that we had that and the, and the nfl said no we're not going to have it. we're going to make put meaningful games towards the end of the season i i liked it with less meaningful games towards the end of the season so we can relax and start you know thinking about the playoffs um but no, this isn't important. This isn't a really important stretch. And Rex Ryan always yeah. used to talk about how these these division games, you these are these count for a game and a half, right? These mm-hmm. count for a game and a half because you, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to that division, you got to make sure you're ahead of these guys. Uh, you do not want to go into the playoffs as a wild card. It, right. y- it is so much better if you could at least get a home field game where you don't have to travel that first week. And most likely – uh, if everything plays out the way it should, Kansas City with uh, so wait a minute now. Before I even say that, so now it's only one team has the bye week, correct? Is that right? Yeah,
1: they're only the number one. So he gets the bye week now, okay? Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so you
0: gotta, so you gotta hope New England messes up at some point, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah?
1: But you, you, but
0: at a minimum, you gotta, you gotta play to have that game at home, though. Right. We talked about it, um, uh, a couple times. I, you, you just see a team that's been in three road games. Right? I can't. I, the best way to see this is if you got a team going to the AFC championship game or the NFC championship game that's had to be on the road the whole playoffs. Uh, yeah. I had this back-to-back years when I was with the Jets. By the time you get to that AFC or NFC championship game and you've been on the road the whole time, you are exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. I mean, especially this year with 17 games, uh, you only have so much in the tank. Uh, and so, you know... You really, the the travel and all of that stuff, uh, it can, I mean, it can make a massive difference just to have that game at home uh, and to set yourself up with a higher seat so they have more than one game at home. uh, That can make a massive difference. When you have to travel throughout the playoffs like those lower seeds do, it's hell on wheels. Uh, (laughs) You know who you saw this with uh, the year that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl when they played the Titans in the AFC Championship game? I mean yeah. I could tell cuz I cuz I was wondering going into that game I was like I wonder if Tennessee is going to just peter out because I know they've been on the road this whole time and you know what that's exactly what happened I mean they just couldn't you just saw I could see they were exhausted and so yeah these are these are huge games you got to win these games cuz you got to win that division AFC West got to yeah. be yours um and Kansas City's primed and ready to do that like we say I mean all those teams that started off hot now they're struggling right the the chargers and the raiders and uh and so yeah you got to uh, you got to jump on these teams no coming out half-assing things no overlooking people come out put it to them and then set yourself up you know well for the playoffs
1: Well, that's another thing I kind of wanted to ask you, you too, Mike. Is I think that this Raiders game could be easily overlooked by some people, um, especially when you think of the Chargers. You know, you got to go to LA on Thursday, uh, the week after, and it's a short week it could be easily overlooked with the way that this Raiders team is playing right now. Now I don't think that in the building, they're going to tell you they're overlooking the Raiders cause it's such a huge rivalry game. right? Um, but is that, is that a real feeling? I'm just curious from like your perspective, has there ever been a time where you kind of overlook a team or, or some players in the locker room have been like, Oh, uh, we're not really looking at this team. And, and is there really such thing as a trap game? Like this game could be
0: no doubt. I can't, I've had a number of times, unfortunately throughout my career where we overlooked the team and got punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's a wake up call. And you usually only have it happen once in the season uh, because you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Everybody's good. We don't want to be overlooking anybody. Uh, but you don't want to learn that lesson. And I didn't have it happen in Kansas City. Uh, we mm-hmm. did not, you know, Andy Reid just runs such a tight sh- ship that it's not, you know, he's not going to let that happen. It, now, the coaching staff, I, feel, I always feel bad for them on these weeks because they got the Thursday night game after this. So they're putting in two game plans this week. Monday, Tuesday, those guys are in. They're not only preparing for this game, they're preparing for the next game. And they'll add stuff. You'll get a package. So I remember on defense, we would get our install on Wednesday where we'd get the package of calls. That package is you know, like 50 calls instead of 30, because they're putting in, you know, 20 for the next week. So they already got you thinking about it, even though they're not going to call it during this week's game. Um, So there is some of that going on where people just logistically, you have to look forward because you just don't have enough time. Once the game's Mm. over to get ready, if you don't, Uh, but your, your emotional focus has to be on the Raiders. And I have no reason to doubt that uh, Kansas city won't get that done, Tucker. So, yeah, brother, let's go. Another big week. We got the win, Chiefs Kingdom. We're moving on. We got Oakland. Let's finish this one out strong. We'll be back again next week. Big Jeff, hopefully, he will be here. We'll be talking about Thursday night football, what that's like for a player. I got a bunch of questions about that 15-play drive and what, <laughs> what makes Andy Reid so good at that and what you know what, what happens, and Jeff will fill us in on that. But, Tucker, thank you for your time today, brother. Thank you for filling in. Great as always. And Chiefs Kingdom, we will see you next week.